When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The second Ashes Test starts in Adelaide today. It is a day-nighter, which you can hear on the SENZ app, wherever you are around the country. Now, to set the scene, I want to read a small part of The Guardian. This is the English new paper. Their preview as we get set to talk to SENZ's Anthony Hutto-Hudson. And it was about the ground. Listen to this. From above, it's hard to miss a ground that is three parts modern mega stadium to one part grass bank and sits nestled in the parkland north of Adelaide's city centre, where once there were sloped terracotta roofs Roofs, three giant stands with bulbous white canopies now horseshoe around the outfield like a huge comfy armchair, almost ready for the stay-puffed marshmallow man to slump into after a long day terrorising the public. Does that make you feel good about getting ready to call the second test, Hutto? <laughs> Quite the description, isn't it? It's a, it is a fantastic ground, it really is. And look, I, I think they've done as good a job as you can. Good morning to you, Steph, by the way. Yeah, good morning. Uh, uh, as good a job as you can in modernising what was a, a classic uh, beautiful cricket ground but it had to um, you know, get into the, the modern era if you like from a financial point of view and, uh, and and now we play AFL here as well as uh, Aussie rules here as well as um, as well as cricket so it still has retained a lot of its, of its beauty and its history uh, but it is certainly a, a modern stadium as well and, and it, you know it's interesting at dinner last night just everyone was chatting about cricket grounds and it, it is it is if not that most people's favourite it's certainly in their top three in terms of cricket grounds and cricket cities around the world because so many people from around Australia come to Adelaide every year for the Adelaide Test, which creates the atmosphere and, and what they've done with the redevelopment, not just of the ground, but in you can now walk across the across the river, over the bridge from the city, really opens up and joins the oval with city. So it does create a unique atmosphere and you know once you arrive here for the Test. Added by, uh, um, complicated by COVID, everyone was uh, in lines of two and three and four hours uh, once they arrived, so that probably didn't put anyone in in quite a no. mood that, no, no. Yeah, no, so it takes the charm away from that little piece. The third to last word in that, that piece I wrote was the word terrorising, and it, that word could come to haunt the English again in this test because uh, Australia, dominant pink ball numbers, they're, they're, they're perfect against the English in Adelaide. They're eight from eight in a pink ball test. Why? Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, a lot of it has to do probably with the, the pacemen that we, that we have, and Mitchell Stark in particular, who's been the most dominant with a pink ball. He obviously gets the ball to move early. And, uh, and, and and Hazelwood and Cummins not too far behind with their record. Now, Hazelwood won't play in test match. He's going to be replaced by Joe Richardson, who has played only a couple of games, but he's the informed paceman around the, in, in domestic cricket. So he, we won't, uh, they won't miss too much of a trick there with him coming in. But I, I, you know, I think largely at home, Australia has, 
has had a very good record anyway. And then you add the add the, the pink the pink ball and the uh, and, and the light and, and the fact that Australia now you know does it every year. So they probably have the advantage on most teams when they come here. And uh, and uh, and yeah, they get they can make the most of, of those situations when the when the, you're bowling at that time when the lights start to take effect and the ball starts to zipper out a bit more and, and, and come off the seam as well. Uh, the pink ball does move early off seam as well as uh, through the air. So I think it's it, and funnily enough, Nathan Lyon has a very good record as well with pink ball. So that, I can't really make a, a lot of sense of that. But uh, yeah, I think it's mainly to do to do with the bowlers that Australia has. Yeah, well let's then let's talk about the bowlers. You talk about Nathan Lyon, 19 wickets at 25.78 in pink ball tests, and you've got the English who have well they broaden Anderson. Do you play both or is this wicket going to need spin and is this going to play right into Nathan Lyon's hands? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think he, Lyon was certainly freed up after last week. Once he got the 400 wickets, it was a bit painful for him as much as he tried to make out that uh, <laughs> it wasn't on his mind. You could see once he got it, he, he was a different bowler and that, that, that's understandable. Uh, Jack Leach was like, they just got at him so much uh, that, uh, you know, he, he's in the 12, so obviously they're considering or they're at least making it look like they're considering him playing him, which it would be quite surprising if he, if he played. I think they have to play for all. So I think they have to, I think really their hand is forced. Um, it'd be pretty, a fair bit of gumption for them to just play Leach again after the way Australia went after him. And it wasn't just a one-off thing. It was Australia's left hand, it's got so many left-handers and Jack Leach just doesn't have a good record against left-handers full stop in test cricket. So um, the, the only complicating factors probably are, as you said, the wicket might end up suiting thinners uh, and also the over rate where England got fined and, uh, and penalised from the, the test championship pretty severely by how slow their over rates were in Brisbane. It's going to be hot again, so it does make it difficult for the for the medium paces and the pacemen to, to get through their overs. Mind you, they spend a lot of they waste a heck of a lot of time. But <laughs> when you're getting pumped, you want to slow things down because it's so hot, right? I mean, <laughs> th- there is a suggestion, Hutto, that Hazelwood out does open the door. Now you've suggested Joe Richardson's. You know, he's the form pace man. I mean, what 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 does this kid kid offer? And is the door open or not? Uh, look, I mean, he's only played two test matches now against Sri Lanka a couple of years ago and yeah. Sri Lanka were a pretty weak team at that stage so um, yeah he's not proven at the highest level obviously but in that t- since then he's had injury and uh, shoulder injury in particular and he's had to fight his way back from which he has but he's hit the ground running this year um, and he's he's, uh, he's not as tall as the other pacemen he's just under six foot I think and he's a bit skiddy so he, he does you know he skid the ball but he does move it as well and, and his pace is good and if anything he's got stronger and a little bit quicker in the two years so I don't think I mean, look, Hazelwood is an exceptional test bowler. So, yeah, I'm sure England would rather Hazelwood not play, but I think Richardson will be a handful as well, particularly in these these conditions. They would be concerned about their top order, the English, won't they? (laughs) Yes, they (laughs) would. I love that that one. (laughs) Yeah, of course they will. (laughs) I think they'll be concerned about all their order, really, other than Joe Root, maybe Milan, Joe to beat Brisbane. Um, Yeah, Rory Burns, obviously, uh, to those sort of the first test, bowled off the very first ball by Mitchell Stark uh, and struggled a bit in the second. And he's Hamid showed a bit at the top, so that was good. He's, he, he didn't go on in either innings, but he hung around, got, got his 20. So he, he at least took the shine off the ball and uh, it meant that Joe Root coming in at four was then able to have conditions a little bit more in his favour. So hopefully from an English point of view, they can they can um, at least provide some resolve at the top. But yeah, they need somebody to go with Joe Root. They, they need um, you know Stokes to get going or Pope to have a, a decent inning uh, and more preferably both. And, and Milan, who's shown that he can play in Australian conditions. Uh, to also play well again. Ashes, the, the the pressure on players in the Ashes Test must must be enormous. If if for you, if Ben Stokes starts to fire up, would you be concerned? I, 
from a from a commentary point of view, I'd love Ben Stokes to fire up. From a, an Australian point of view, of course they're going to be wary of him um, with the history. But he, he didn't look he didn't look overly threatening. Uh, certainly with the ball, he hurt his knee a little bit, which affected his bowling. And at some state, you know, it wouldn't have been surprising if they, in fact, if they'd rested him for this Test match. Obviously, they can't really afford to with the situation. And his batting was just okay. He didn't really look like he was going to tear the game apart. So yeah, I mean, he, he, we know he, he can bring the magic. He's capable of, of producing match-winning innings or breaking breaking apart and she's getting a few wickets. He does give their team that flexibility and, and probably allows them to be able to play thinner or allows them to be able to play another pace. And so, like, notionally, he's a very important player to their team. He's great that he's here for the series, but it's yet to be seen, really, given how much cricket he's missed, like, to what level he can produce. Oh, I'm glad you used the word emotion because the Ashes, uh, uh, so much of it is about emotion, whether wickets are being taken, test centuries are being scored or someone's being pumped. It's 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 there and present and, and leadership comes into play. Now look, Joe Root needs 56 runs to become the fourth man in history to score 1,600 runs. Does he need, as we say in cricket, does he need a captain's knock to try and inspire the side? Well, I, he, he does, but I, and, and you're right about the emotion. I think it's got to come from somebody else. I really do. Like Someone else has to play things like that for England and preferably two other players. Now, Joe Root, as you said, extraordinary numbers and I, if there was one thing I was looking forward to in doing this series, it really is Joe Root and what was Joe Root. Um, I was so hoping that he would get some runs. So disappointed he failed in first innings in Brisbane. But yeah, we saw a real glimpse of him because in the second innings because that, the way he played in the English summer was you would have seen it against New Zealand and, and seen it particularly you know against India. Oh man, it was just extraordinary to, to, to watch. And, and you wouldn't up until that stage you wouldn't have necessarily elevated him. Certainly not elevated him above the other best batsmen in the world. And and to watch, you might have said he was a bit below Coley and. and a couple of the others, but that changed in, in, the, in the English summer. He was just magnificent to watch, and but it remains to be seen whether he, because he's never made a hundred here, whether he can fully adapt and be a dominant batsman in, in these conditions. And again, you know, I hope he can. But yeah, in terms of inspiring, um, he needs runs, but somebody else just has to go with him. And I think then, if someone else does go with him, if, if an Ollie Pope got runs or a Hamid goes on and makes a hundred, or Burns can fight through, then then maybe the, the rest might be able to go with him. I feel like we trying to find uh, find reasons for England to win ra- 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 <laughs> yeah. rather than they are going to be a threat. Do you get that feeling? Yeah, I do. I do. I think if you are, you would be hoping that Jimmy Anderson um, back in the team might be able to provide that, but that's probably their best hope because Australia aren't, uh, despite the, uh, Australia's good record with the pink ball, Australia really traditionally are not very good at, at, the, at playing against the moving ball. So if, if, if they can get the right on at the right time uh, and uh, yeah, get, get the ball to move, and put Australia under pressure, then uh, then I think th- that does give England a chance. But that that's probably what they're relying on is that to bat okay, and then to get Jimmy Anderson and, and maybe Broad to, to come out and move them. I'm sort of disappointed if Mark Wood's not playing. They've probably made the right call because they do have to manage him. He's got a history of injury, but his pace was, was one of the real pluses in in Brisbane, and, and it had a few of the Aussies that you know struggling a bit. Just so um, so anyway, we'll we'll see, we'll see. Robinson was good, so yeah. But I think that the English bowlers. Uh, yeah, their pacemen led by Anderson are the biggest chance England has. There'll be no shortage of confidence in the Australian camp. Uh, what did you make of Pat Cummins' first tilt at the, the captaincy? Was it an armchair ride? Did you like what you saw over the test? I mean, broadly, yes. And I think what you've got with Pat Cummins is a pretty straight shooter and someone who is not going to panic. I think there was, you know, if ever there was moments, and there wasn't a lot, where he was under pressure in that test match, it was probably a dumps heading into, uh, or at the end of day three, heading into day four, and the message out of the camp.
Indianapolis. He was just calm and just told everyone, it's just, yeah, cool down, reassess situation, we'll come out the next morning. And they did. They came out as old tight. They picked up the overnight batsman. And um, so, yeah, he passed, the, and he obviously performed with the ball, which is important when you're the, when you're the captain. But he hasn't been fully tested yet. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get more of an idea. I'm sure there'll be times in this area as well. I, I hope and I imagine the times when he'll be tested. I didn't think his field placings were, were pretty standard. You know, so, um, yeah, there's a bit of criticism, probably more of Lyon than of Cummins as the way as, as the fields that were set for, for the spinner. But yeah, that, that pretty much, I would imagine, that we're pretty much up to the bowler. So, yeah, I don't think he's been tested yet, but so far, so good. And just one final thought. I, I like watching David Warner. Uh, the fact that he's been named to play, do you have any inside oil that he, he's been named to play but is not 100%? Uh, he's not 100%. He's definitely not 100%, but um, he obviously, like, he's a tough nut. We saw last year when he came back, he came back too early um, from his leg injury last year, but, but got through the two tests. He wasn't at his best. And then last week, he was clearly in, in real pain and still will be. Like, he's, he's had the net. He's had just the throwdown and that sort of stuff, from what I understand. But he reckons he can get through. And, and obviously, being such a pivotal, you know, the straight and win his test match, they're, they're almost home in the series. So uh, he'll, be, he'll be given the chance. And, and from what I understand, he's going to play. So uh, that's, that's probably why it's a bit disappointing that Mark Wood's not playing because uh, he was the one that probably he, he had Warner you know, really struggling to, to stay stay straight in behind it because he was obviously in a lot of pain with your rib and Wood was getting up there with the pace. So anyway, Warner, I think Warner will play unless unless he's really pulled up sore this morning. Um, he'll play and um, and we'll see how he goes. What does Hutto do if he wins the toss? Uh, I think that yeah, I think I think it's, it's sunny. It's going to be hot tomorrow, so um, it's, and it's warm today. It's a beautiful day here, and uh, it's going to be hotter tomorrow. So I think uh, you bat. I think you bat today and uh, try and get a, a decent score up. Unless unless you know the pitch is is. Um is uh, something unusual, yep. then, then I think I'd be batting first. What time is first ball? Well, it's yeah, you, you're not going to be able to get me to give you the right answer here. Two thirty local time, which is I think two o'clock, no three o'clock Eastern in so five, Australia. So five which, o'clock. Would that make it five o'clock New Zealand five time. O'clock? Yeah, first five ball at five p.m. Okay, you did. I, you... I struggle with when I come to Adelaide. I struggle with time because it's half an hour different to two weeks. It does for heading every time. Mate, I really appreciate your time being a good yak, and I know you're going to be yakking a lot. more more over the next four or five days. So go well, Anthony. Thanks, Dave. We can't wait. It's, a, it's exciting. It's, a, it's the ashes and it's a beautiful day. We're in Adelaide. So great chat.